just because I, you have to I'm pay money. I'm always going to disrespect your life. Just because insurance you have to pay money to drive your car, it's not. No, insurance it's not. is such a scam. <laughs> Biggest I, work hard, I work hard for my company. Uh, no, you don't. It's not a scam. I'm putting in hard work to help everybody out there. When there's accidents, when there's their house is on fire, I it's me who's helping them out. <laughs> Ty, Ty knows that he's being recorded right now, but as soon as the mic you turns off, money he's to them, uh, Ty. <laughs> that's what else. <laughs> if you have a fire, getting food and money donated, the biggest help. We rebuild. I rebuild the house with my own hands. <laughs> is what happens. <laughs> I've never seen you build anything. Normally, if you need any help building something, you call Renee. Yeah, he's my partner in this. Okay. Um, all right, Ty, intro us. Welcome to episode 94 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com. And follow us on Instagram at Talking Hockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. It's been a while since last year. Oh, good joke. Oh, God. So the New Year's know, jokes know, have know, already started. Every single person has made that joke, yeah. He said it, last, it, he said it last week. He's like, see you next year. No, you said that. Yeah, no, you, you did. did. No, I'm pretty sure no, Luke, I you did. <laughs> so, so I don't Luke think so. It. Fact check. Luke, so. just go and fact check this shit, okay? <laughs> you, you are the only one who listens to this podcast. That's, I try to black it all out after. I edit it, and then I black it out. So, the trauma. It's, what are we uh, talking about today, Ty? Uh, I hope you liked our year in review. Uh, my mom isn't here this week. Oh, uh, nice. So, you can so, say everything so we can finally hear about the girlfriend? <laughs> Not girlfriend? <laughs> there's there's nothing the really... podcast uh, listeners Luke, deserve to know. Luke there's no told updates. a good story. No Luke told the accurate story of what had occurred. Mm-hmm. Except for the well, the only part I disagreed with is that I, I didn't... Uh, where, where you said I didn't... Uh, Put an effort? Put an effort in. I, I definitely put an effort in. You put in like 20%. You're right. That was unfair of me to say you put in zero effort. It was like yeah, 25 it, it, to 30. It's the classic tie 20% effort. Yeah. But, Except yeah. the effort he gives his company, which is 100%. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good one, Martin. That's right, Martin. You tell him. And he that's why he's and been promoted to senior insurance advisor, analyst, agent, or whatever. It's a it hot was. title. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a 10 out of 10 you in a, the insurance Makes you world. an 8 out of 10 in the insurance No, no, no. 10 out of 10 in the insurance Actually, no, I'm a 12 out of 10 with my title. You're right. <laughs> um, no. So, so what are we talking about today? Welcome Ty? to 2022. Uh, I watched one hockey game in the past month. Uh, so I'm not sure what's going on out there. Eric's probably watched three. Mm-hmm. Uh, All on mute for Luke sure. Has watched at at zero. least five. At least five. I actually Luke watched is... one at the gym the other day when it was. Uh, oh, New Year's Day? on the screen at the background. They had it on the screen. Yeah, it was Does the first time I've been count? to the gym at two o'clock and they were playing. I think it was Boston, Detroit. Martin, did you watch uh, the Leafs and Senators on Saturday? I, no. Oh, actually, <laughs> I was, was at the bar weird. watching that. Oh, for a you were at the bit. bar. Canceled. I was. Canceled. You're canceled. Canceled. Did the bar close after eleven o'clock or ten o'clock? No, it closed at 
Dude, they stopped serving drinks at 9.10. I was so cheesed. 9.10. Not 9.30. Not 10. Definitely not 11. They stopped serving drinks at 9.10. The world's a wild place. Mm -hmm. Bullshit. That's going to help stop the spread of COVID. Yeah. No drinks. I think so. It's okay to drink before 9.10, though. That's fine. <laughs> you were safe. You were, you were doing a good job. That's, I was safe like, up until nine ten, but at nine eleven, Jesus Christ! It's so funny. Like when you're at the restaurants or whatever. Nine eleven is a bad yeah, I know, number. No, you don't want to be. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you are not safe at nine on nine eleven. Sorry, this is true. <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, um, uh, I was gonna say uh, it's, it's actually funny when you're at a restaurant and it's like you can sit down, mingle with dozens of people. Take your mask off and eat and drink. That's fine while you're sitting at the table. But as soon as you stand up, got to go mm-hmm. to the bathroom. No, mask on. <laughs> that was gone for a little bit, and it was no, nice. It yeah, it was. That was never gone. That oh, was buddy, never I went to bars and it was pretty fucking gone yeah, in December. They, were, they didn't care as much. Now they care. <laughs> yeah. Like I went somewhere like any time. Like I went maybe beginning of December, like before this really became this lockdown happened. I think. Uh, and it was like literally any time you got up out of your table. But when you're sitting at your table, it's fine. Yeah. Or also, the no, bar I went to was completely empty. There was no, like but when there's no one on the transit, no one on transit, and because no one takes it anymore on the go train down, you're like 30 seats away from the closest person. You have to wear your mask. But if you're in an 18,000 person stadium, then you don't need to wear a mask as long as you're sitting down. So the rules and policies just don't make sense. But anyways, we don't want to talk about COVID. We want to talk about because Ty legit never said. Although we asked him three times what we're talking about today, his favorite topic. We're going to beat up the Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're, yeah. gonna we're also going to talk 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 soccer a little. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. I love talking oh, yeah. soccer. I feel like we also got to talk out. about Kadri being top five in NHL scoring. I feel like that that has to be talked. Troy about. Terry getting twenty one goals or whatever he's at. Yeah, now. Troy Terry having more goals than everyone in the league, not named Drysaitel and Ovechkin, is also absurd. I was very wrong on him regressing. He just hasn't regressed. <laughs> I feel bad for whoever listened to me and sold high, and then <laughs> turns out uh, <laughs> he depending on who they got back in the high trade, though. Yeah, yeah, it, it does matter, but uh, regardless, oh my god, who's got a landline? That's Eric's work phone again. It's my work phone. Oh. Mute yourself, bitch. Oh, this person to go away. Um, the old man can't figure out how to yeah, turn on his I will, computer again. <laughs> Ty, I will definitely, <laughs> I will definitely be tuning out for the talking soccer portion of this episode. I care okay. very little about soccer. But anyways, well, before we get there, the, Edmonton. The, this is very important, yes. though. This signing is actually huge. All right, Martin. Okay, we're saving okay, Martin, soccer. Yeah, we're, we're, we're ahead. We're, we're ahead. Yeah, we can. We're, if you want to hear us talk soccer, skip to like forty-five minutes in. Okay, how about that? Good. Probably thirty, but yeah, good point. Probably. And if you want to hear the intro of actually us talking at all, skip to seven minutes because that's where we are, <laughs> and we've still not talked about anything relevant to okay, what we're talking. So the about. Edmonton Oilers have um, lost eight out of their last ten games. Is it? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Is that, is that After starting what nine one and one, something along those lines. 911, 911. Keeps coming back to Eric. Sorry. Damn. Well, it keeps coming back to the three numbers, and you're tying it back to Eric because you're racist. So, yeah, it's because Ty's racist. But at least you do a good job at Sonnet. So, that's what. Remember my comments from last week about 
Uh, I took that out. Yeah, I know. The episode. <laughs> Luke saving Ty's job on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> it was actually he, really funny, but I, he, I was like, I can't that leave clip for, uh, That's a private clip that he saved. I didn't actually so. save it. No. Well, you should. I needed to burn that from ever you saying that because <sighs> who knows what can happen 15 years from now. Exactly. I think it's general Edmonton, yeah, Edmonton is two six and two in their last eight games, losing streak of four. Um, Koskinen went out and said some things to a Finnish newspaper. It sounds like, and that blew up on Twitter yesterday, saying that uh, he he knows he's playing bad, but when the team only scores seven goals in the last six games, it's hard to win anything. It's not really his fault. Which Eric posted on the story saying, "Can't he disagree. Ain't, he ain't wrong. He yeah, ain't wrong." He, you, know, the, you, you can't factually find anything wrong with his analysis there. Yeah, I mean that's true. You know, six he, goals in seven games. I mean, uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard I to just win can't those. believe McDavid you and Drysaddle shut out, and you wouldn't even win all of those yeah. games. I'm just surprised McDavid and Drysaddle, being the two best players in the world, can't constantly put up three points a game, um, especially when they don't get the power play points. Uh, it's I don't know, mind blowing to me that Edmonton can't is, win. This is exactly what any analyst would have, should have noticed when they started off really hot. I think it was like nine, nine and one in their first ten games. They were like number one in the NHL. Everyone's like, "Oh, the Oilers are legit." Came crashing back down to earth real quick. Uh, Mike Smith and Mike Smith is not uh, the Mike Smith of last year. Who could have predicted that happening? Forty-year-old goalie signed to a two-year extension after coming off like a career season. What was Who with would that have expected year? regression? Like, yeah. why they nobody. 40 years old. Hello. Ty, nobody could have predicted that. Come on. Let's be nobody. Real. How, how could you expect nerds. a 40-year-old goalie You're... to potentially have a bad season after having two or three bad seasons before that? Why wouldn't he just be like Flurry and have a, a Vesna caliber year? Oh, true. Good point, Martin. <laughs> exactly. Good point. You know, and he's not wrong. That's what as Ken, they say on talking Ken about Holland him. thought. He was like, like, oh, Ken Holland is not getting nearly enough blame and flack. Oh, Ken Holland should be fired. They think Dave Tippett, like Mike Babcock's going to come in and fix this thing. Oh. I mean, like, is this an A? I mean, it is kind of a coaching issue, but it's way more of a roster issue. Like, way more. This was the first year. I mean, okay. Shirelli, garbage GM. That's, That's without a doubt. And they had some terrible signings in there. This was their first year, I think, in like three seasons where they were actually able to – they had like $20 million of cap space in the offseason. How did they spend it? They traded for Duncan Heath. <laughs> they signed Zach Hyman. Okay, Zach Hyman was pretty good to start off the season. But now looking at his stats ever since he's I – mean, look at his look at his uh, evolving wild uh, – I think it's the GAR. He's like at the bottom of the team in GAR. Yeah, he's right? not. He's not. He had some good start. He had a good start. Like the whole team had a great start. He had like eight goals in his first ten games. It's because their power play was on. Yeah, the power play was. Can't out, blame out of, the Hyman. Who, who would have seen it? Okay, whatever. Hall. They signed Hyman. Everyone said, "Okay, this is going to be an okay contract for a year or two. Mm-hmm. It's looking like it might not be an okay contract in year one. Um, they signed Tyson Berry uh, to a three-year extension. They signed Cody Cece. They didn't make any Cody upgrades Cece's in net. doing what he needs to. Okay. Did, was that the fix, though? No. <laughs> Signing Cody Cece to a four-year contract, was that a fix when you – No, but again, he's not this the, was the they had, one. They had $20 million Burris. in cap space. That was their offseason. 
Did they improve on defense? Marginally. I think Duncan Keith has actually been better than expected. You have to give them credit for... Getting worse? Doing something. <laughs> they, who was their D last year? Okay, their D last year uh, was Nurse. Except you actually can't give them credit for doing something because if they just left it as is, it probably would have been better. But that's besides. So their it D last year, been. their D last year was Nurse Barry, Larson, and I don't know who Bear. was Bear. Bear. Oh yeah, Bear was there. Yep. And Chris Russell. Chris Russell Bouchard played a little bit. Uh, there was a couple that, other that guys six, that yeah. switched out a yeah, lot. Slater, there Cuckoo. Like, Cuckoo. There was, um, Lagasin, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's there, a, there's, there's there's a anyway, bunch of guys this year. So, so note those guys this year it's nurse Barry, uh, Keith CC. Yep. Bouchard and somebody. Yeah. Basically 60. Chris Russell. Chris Russell was injured. I think Slater Chris Cuckoo. Russell was the mainstay yeah. before, uh, before he got injured. Is that a better D than last year? I think Bouchard's at least taken a step up. He can play, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, they've also been playing Broberg. I forgot about that. He played like two games. Uh, eight games. Eight games, okay. And then he sent back down anyway. And and they kept Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen in it. Is this a better back end than last year? Hey, you forgot about Stuart Skinner. Elite Goalie. Okay, he he got sent down to the AHL as soon as Mike Smith came back. Leafs are winning one nothing, by the way, as we as we speak. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there. Nice. Five minutes in the game. Um. So, who who could have seen this coming? Keith has been better than expect than than anybody would have predicted. I think he hasn't been great by any means. He hasn't helped the team out I mean, very he's been much. Bad. I'd say, but he's been better. He just hasn't been. He's been, he hasn't been like god awful worst defenseman in the NHL, but yeah. On on forward, I think that's the the biggest issue right now is the I mean, on forward like it's still not great depth. Um, but I think it's also like the coaching and how who they're playing right like like Tippett is playing like I, I I've watched I've caught a couple games Ryan McLeod's been pretty good, but he keeps getting benched. Right, yeah, he, he plays, plays like ten minutes, minutes. Yeah. yeah, when he's like, he's like, honestly, other than McDavid and Drysaddle in the games that I've watched of the Oilers recently, he's like a guy catching my eye. Warren Fogle has not been good at all because he's really fast. He's very noticeable out there. Yeah, yeah. Yamamoto's taken a huge step back from two years ago, right? Yamamoto's not been. Yamamoto good. is by far like the biggest concern. Not like biggest concern, but like one of the biggest issues on that team. Because he's supposed to be their depth scoring. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. And now we'll get back into the show. Right? Like he is, if you look at their depth, they have like outside the top five guys. And everyone knows who the top five, like if off the top of your head, everyone can name the top five scorers on the Oilers, right? McDavid, Dreisaitl. Zach Hyman, Brian Nugent Hopkins, and Jesse Pugliarvi, who are all in the top six, right? But they needed guys like Yamamoto to step up in the bottom six. They needed Fogle to step up in the bottom six, and none of them are doing anything right now, essentially. Yeah, Derek Ryan. I mean, the, like their depth signings have also been trash. And like, yeah, it's like Derek, Derek Ryan, Ryan everyone thought really bad. We, two goals and that's it. They, no assist. They still have continue to play Kyle Turris. games, Derek Ryan doesn't have an assist. Like, that's bad. 
Like, but that was predictable. Like, no, not really. Think, no, because Derek I Ryan mean, in the past has been okay. He's also a minus thirteen. I, I don't know. You know, like it's just, it's the goal differential. It's also the goal 34. differential when these guys are on the ice <laughs> compared to the top players is unreal. Still, it's gotten worse. Okay, guy, guys, they're getting outscored like thirty goals. With guys, Derek Ryan had thirteen points last year in forty-three games, and he's only gone older since then. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but I, now I, he has I mean two goals and zero assists. In 30 games. In 30 games. That's a lot worse. And Derek Ryan has never been an offensive weapon. Like, like, okay, but that's he's not on pace for 13 goals or 13 points in 43 games. Points. It doesn't he's matter. On pace, he's on pace for six points. Less than six points. <laughs> and I mean, zero assists. I'm just saying, as your third-line center, he wasn't a very good option in the first place. There, he should not be the third-line center is the issue as well. Their yeah. third-line center should be like... I think like one of their like Ryan McLeod has been pretty good, right? In his in his in his time playing in the, in the Oilers, like and they're continuing to play guys like Kyle Turris who was useless. Continue to play guys like Zach Cassian, right? While you have, I mean, they're not high end forwards by any means, like like Tyler Benson, for example, benched. You know, off the top of your head, who would you guess is uh, their top scoring player on defense right now? Bouchard? Ethan Bear. Oh, right. He's on Carolina, but he <laughs> oh, does have more goodness. points than all of them. No, it was a yeah, I knew that It was just a joke. I, w- I was actually surprised when I saw that. I know Darnell Nurse has been injured a bit. He missed a couple games. But uh, Bouchard has 19 points in 33 games. Darnell Nurse has 14 points in 26 games. Like, Bouchard has actually been pretty, pretty good, right? Like his defense against still needs work, but I mean he's probably better than playing Barry and CC. He probably should be playing ahead of them, but isn't, right? Like like this coach and GM have something against young defensemen. They did it last year with Ethan Bear, right? They're not I playing. Mean, you see what happened with Dmitry Samorkov? Yeah, last, he, he started uh, he started his first NHL game and played two minutes. Yep. He got walked in those two minutes. I'm not going to lie. Did. He got absolutely it walked. It was bad. It was very bad to watch. In I the felt first really period. <laughs> but then never played a shift after that. Yeah. Good first And, and I think that's, and I, I think like moments like that are when like, I think the coach comes more into play. Like, I feel like the coach, that's not like, I get like, you know, he got walked two times, like, you know, sit him down for a bit and like, be like, you know, talk him through it. But the fact that he didn't give him another chance again and like, like that kid's confidence is just shot now. Like <laughs> his year is done <laughs> after that. He got put on the ice, let two goals again since coach never put him in again, and he might never play again <laughs> this year. Like on uh, it, it is ridiculous. And yeah. like okay, and do you want to know the other ridiculous thing? That that quote that Dave Tippett had that came out after the Rangers game a couple days ago, where they lost four one. He's like. The goalie was bad. No one asked anything about the goaltending. That was it. Was uh, the press conference was a minute and a half. You can find the Twitter clip of it. And literally, all he started doing was talking shit about the goalie, about Miko Koskinen. It was yeah, hilarious. He said, to, he said today that the criticism of Koskinen was taken out of context. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was I not that video. It was you, not taken out of context. It, it was, was literally. It was blatant. <laughs> what can I? The goalie letting the goalie was not our goalie was not good tonight. No prompts about asking about Miko Koskinen's game. It was literally just our goalie was shit. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Fuck this guy. When okay, like 
the team scored one goal. And what he continues to do is anytime they're down is play McDavid and Dreisaitl together. And they're gassed. Like they are absolutely gassed. Like watch them. There was a game against the Islanders. I know I said I only watched one hockey game, but I'm intrigued by the Oilers. I am absolutely intrigued by the Oilers because they played the back-to-back. I think it was against New Jersey and then the Islanders, right? Against New Jersey, Dreisaitl and McDavid played like 28 minutes and 26 minutes. First half of a back-to-back. By the second half of the back-to-back, second period, they could not skate, right? And they couldn't – they were gassed, like visibly gassed. And then the Oilers – there was a stretch of that game against the Islanders where I think it was like 15 minutes they didn't get a shot on goal. You seem to know a lot about hockey for yeah, not I know. watching a lot I of know. the games. I know. I, I, I'm I think intrigued I, by the Oilers. Ty, I think what I, I've known you for a long time. I always think you're more passionate when you hate something than when you love something. It's true. And, and that's, why Chase, dude, that's why Ty won't chase a girl for even like 20 minutes, but we'll spend an hour bashing on the Oilers. Yeah. Because, man, it's ridiculous. I hate when people look at this team and they watch their hot start and said, this is sustainable. This is good. Their power play is going to score on fifty percent of all chances. Who did that though? Like there, there, there were quite like to be fair to Ty, he's over exaggerating how many. But there were a <laughs> lot of people that were like, okay, were but when you start a season nine one and one, and you don't, and I know this is what reporters are supposed to do. They're supposed to look at more like the critical parts of the game, and they don't do that because a lot of them are just boomers. Like nine one and one looks good. It's the same thing that happened with the Leafs when the Leafs started two six and three or whatever it was, and they looked like absolute like they weren't playing bad games, but they weren't off to a great start. It's they just were playing the bad games. Sensational. Well, okay, yes, I know. I, I couldn't even watch them, but like the sensationalization <laughs> was on both sides, and most of the time it comes back to earth in some capacity. It just went reverse ways for two different teams. But yes, Edmonton Oilers are a pretty bad team. Anyone can see that they aren't. Or anyone should be able to see. But I mean, I think in Edmonton, like, I don't know, being a yes man gets you good media access. Also, Ty, you brought up a good point. And this is a point that we haven't even talked about in the downfall of Edmonton Oilers. And this is a good point that we could probably bring up that extends beyond Edmonton Oilers is McDavid signed off on all these moves. And Eric has talked a lot about on the Talking Hockey podcast or Talking Hockey kind of on the podcast, but mostly on the page. Play, just because a player knows how to play the sport doesn't mean that they know anything about the sport. Yeah. Like, we had like, Rachel they don't know- on the podcast. Sorry, sorry yeah. to interrupt you, Luke. You want to finish your sentence there? I was just going to say they, they don't know X's and O's and they definitely don't know anything about team management and and how to build the team. So, yeah, McDavid signed off on the Ken Holland signing as GM. I think that's pretty well that was pretty well reported that him and his agent were like, okay, this is a good GM that I want because yep. proven winner, one in Detroit for 25 years, whatever proven failure when rachel was here on the podcast i think it i think it was her who was saying that she knew she saw mcdavid and he was really really excited about the duncan keith he was yes, really was excited rachel. about duncan yeah. keith yeah, yeah they were pumped about that. duncan keith he, they, like, because again i i i even winner. i think i even made this call around when the trade happened like you just know the guys in that locker room are like duncan it. keith yeah two-time stanley cup winner gold medalist top defenseman and you know why but you know why they did it? it's because they've only played him they play him two times a year and they don't have to slip sit through the slog fest of 82 games of duncan keith like playing and then they see yeah. like they see a couple good things he does and goes okay i want him 
and not, oh, look at his overall game and listen to the scouts and listen to the people that are watching him and go, you know, this guy isn't 2014, 2012 Duncan Keith anymore. Yeah, if you're getting to, if you're doing this trade in 2012, 100%. But looking at the D, don't you think Caleb Jones would be a better fit? Right? I don't know if, how he's doing in Chicago. Ethan Bear would be Ethan even Bear. a better fit. Like, I think Fogel is like not scoring. Fogel hasn't done anything. 11 points in 33 games. He hasn't done anything. Yeah, he hasn't looked I, I think, very good, I've heard. Like, he hasn't yeah, looked he, like him. A lot of this, though, I think comes down to, like, I, I it's joked about a lot on Twitter, but I mean, McDavid and Dreisaitl literally do not do anything on, in their own end. How many, like, William Nylander walked around McDavid in that game two weeks ago against the Oilers, right? Ryan Reeves, there's a clip of Ryan Reeves on the four chick against McDavid, and McDavid just gives up. <laughs> Loses the yeah. puck. Whatever. I think it's a, it's also a function of usage. Like they're putting him out on longer shifts. They're playing him a whole ton of minutes. So you think he's expending all his energy on a Ryan Reeves puck possession? Like <laughs> you know, like, like that, he's that's just, my defense of McDavid. They are waiting for a breakaway chance the other way, or a power play. Yeah. FYI, Edmonton just scored. Yeah, I just saw. It. Don't worry, Martin. You don't need to update me on the Leafs score. I already know what's happening. Thank you. <laughs> <That just happened. laughs> you know, so we know the Leafs are going to lose this game, right? <laughs> like 100%. Yeah, any trap game, mm-hmm. the Leafs lose. <laughs> like th- well, they're missing McDavid. So well, 100% oh, yeah. they're going to lose. This is a, this I've never even heard of the two two of the people that are on this goal. Perlini and per- – Perlini is Sk- a former first round – Draft pick Ski, in 2014. Who the hell is Skivior? Colton Sevier. Come on. Let's Skivier. go, Luke. Yeah. Come on, Luke. Perlini was then, in Arizona. I know Kyle Turris. I know Kyle Turris. Perlini is in Arizona. 2014 first round pick. Brendan yeah. Perlini. Um, um, it's yeah, hilarious, the, though. The usage, I think, is what comes it's down to tip it. But overall, I think this is why we need to stop acting like a lot of these players know what the hell's going on on their team. And, and that is how we can – kind well, of move beyond and have enough to talk, talk about beyond just the Oilers. Talk about players not knowing what's going on. A very good example is like at least the business end. It seems like some players were surprised about like the NHL having the ability to change the rules basically on going to the Olympics, depending on what happened within the season with COVID and stuff. And it's come out that some players were surprised about this or didn't realize this could happen. Um, and I think that goes to show <laughs> maybe business end of things. Players should have no and business end, i.e. getting players too. That's part of the business end. The players should. I disagree really with that fully. I think the, the education of the players when it comes to the NHLPA is clearly not high enough because the NHL players have to pay back so many of the owners. If I'm if I'm correct on this, for oh, yeah, the they losses throughout the hell's COVID. going on the, on that side. That is yeah, whoever you shouldn't have an input. So much money. Whoever negotiates a contract so money. from the NHLPA perspective is a moron. <laughs> like you're not you're not a players' association. You're literally just a. Cuckoldress for the no. no, 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 no. You want to yeah, know what's I actually agree. worse? Like, like, okay, all players' associations are trash. You want to know what's even worse is the NFLs because they played an extra We're game. We're not talking this about season. the NFL. Okay, I know, but all players' associations are trash because, for example, the NFL this season played an extra game. They're having a 17 game season, and the players don't get an extra penny from that. 
I think all. the NBA is probably the best one. What, yeah, yeah. Know. You love the NBA. We all know this. <laughs> you love it. I mean, it's just, it's just a has, fact. even soccer has better unions than these fucking guys. Like, Jesus Christ. Does soccer even have unions? <laughs> they do, yeah. Yeah, each league has its own union. I mean, honestly, you can, like, the, the, soccer's kind of like slavery. You can sell a player for a certain amount of money. <laughs> that's what it seems like. Like, that's why I'm surprised they have unions. It's like, what? But, don't the give thing, a shit. but the thing is, right, you have to remember, whenever a player gets bought, a lot of the time they get a percentage of that. <clears throat> A lot of the time that happens. They have like a lot of the time they have those agreements in place. If you go and acquire a player for like, I remember when I mean, Barcelona. That sounds fair because it's literally like, them. Like they're exactly. the reason. Like I remember when Barcelona bought. acquired uh, Neymar for whatever amount of money. He got a very nice little chunk of that um, transfer. That PSG transfer? Uh, no, I think when they bought him from uh, Santos. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. Um, but no, I, I think the players. I think the players should know about the business side of things. I think the the NHLPA and the Olympic thing is so disappointing for two reasons. One being Gary Bettman said the players will decide on if they go or not, like literally two weeks before that. And the second one is obviously there's more players in the NHLPA that aren't going to the Olympics that, than are. And it was probably the players that aren't going to the Olympics that were like, no – why would we do a three week break for no reason just for you guys to go to the Olympics? Like, I think it was more of a infighting thing than an ex fighting thing about why the NHL didn't go to the Olympics. It's just assumptions. I don't have any proof of this, but I think a lot of players who aren't going to the Olympics were like, why would I want a three week break in the middle of the season when so much has been delayed only to then be potentially losing our star players for weeks at a time. Um, I think that was more what it come, came down to than the players just being like upset. I think those are the two reasons why they're more upset than I think, I think Brad Marchand, if he wants to go to the NH, uh, the Olympics can, should be able to do that. I do think that speaking of this, have you guys seen the, uh, the Canada long list for consideration for the Olympics? Owen power, Mason McTavish, uh, Cole Perfetti, Jack Quinn. Um, It's now two one Oilers. Josh Hosang, and then there's a couple guys there where you're looking, you're going, uh, what? Like uh, Jake Vertanen, Brandon Leipzig. Um, Listen, Eric, you're you're looking at this realistically. Like, I don't know, I don't know who the best fits, who the best players are that you're looking at on this team. Like, it's not even uh, who's watching this anyway. Is what I'm trying to say. That's true, but also there's some guys here that I didn't even know still played. Adam Cracknell. I haven't heard that guy's name in freaking years. It's probably some that, KHL he, all-star right now. I didn't yeah, know that. Some of the some of the like third line scrubs go and make a good career in Europe. Paul O'Reilly. They have a good time. Like that's Ryan's like, brother, by the way. Uh, yeah, I know, but I didn't know like half these guys still played. Josh Hosang's going. That's it might be going. That's interesting. Um, Peyton Krebs. Uh, Kate and Gooley. Uh, those are the only interesting names on there, anyways. But yeah, all so the point is. I have a question be... for you, Martin. I have a question for you, Martin. Mm-hmm. Before we do whatever else we're going to talk about, I'm listening. Do you think that McDavid is still the best player in the world? 
considering his entire game up until this point of his career, is he the best player in the league right now? Who, the question is, who's better? Are you going to say Matthews is better? Because I'm saying I there's a very you. good argument to make that Matthews is better, <laughs> <laughs> considering defensive results. I think there's not. A very uh, good argument McDavid for that. still holds it. Look at your evolving Wild Boys. Okay, I just want to say they they will never talk about it, but there's a player yeah, above McDavid upset, on there. They don't want to upset the Oilers fans after the whole. Uh, you were really upset when Evolving Wild had Nick Foligno as a Selkie Trophy winner, so. Ty, yeah, Ty, is, Ty is the epitome of picking stats and charts. No, I did. That's hilarious. Argument. It's hilarious that they had Nick Foligno on there. It's hilarious that they had Zach it, Aston Reese that one year. No, on. was it was it Nick Foligno or it was Marcus? It was Marcus. Marcus. Yeah, okay, Marcus. Marcus makes more sense. Nick Foligno was Marcus was this year. Yeah. Their Selkie winners are always hilarious to see. Like the one year they had like James Van Riemsdyk on their list. I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, James and Reemsdyk was an interesting one. Man, stats, bro, stats. And anyway, are you guys going to start talking about soccer now? Uh, what else do we want to say quickly? Did we have the, any you were going to talk about soccer? Okay, no, I wanted to make a comment about um, the Florida Panthers before we go any further. Um, incredible team, and I think it's uh, it's it's crazy to me that they're playing. You know. They're they're probably going to be playing the Leafs or Tampa in the first round of the playoffs this year. Ty, just great. I'll, I'll say one thing about uh, the argument. Um, the well, best is the king. Martin is the king of going three conversations back. Yeah, I know. What what the argument best, were you making? Here? The best Matthews. Okay. The best offense is. Uh, the best defense is a good offense, and McDavid is an extraordinarily good offense. Have you watched like McDavid? Okay, what what McDavid's good at is end to end rushes that happen like once a game. Wait for a breakaway, score on the power play, and he's better than anyone else in the world. <laughs> but he's not a better five on five scorer. He's not a better defensive player. He's not like like I I like I I'm not even kidding you that if you watch McDavid play defense in his own zone if he loses the puck he just gives up. Yeah, that's he has no annoying. idea what's going on out there. I think end. I think that is a product of playing too much. I I agree sure, with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But the team has no like they, 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 anytime they need a goal McDavid go out there. Try so go score three power play points for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, that's what, like, which it, is insane it is that they can do that. Like his defensive results are definitely a function of playing time and shift length. It has to be because it, it doesn't even look. It's just, half the time it doesn't look like he's. It's not. He's. He's not trying. It just looks like he's standing he around. He's standing he's tired. around. Yeah. Like, or he needs to save his energy for and offense. That's, this is all Ken Holland's fault for not getting better fucking third line guys that can play defense. And score goals. <laughs> like the formula is not very difficult for a winning team when you have the X factor in the fucking formula. This guy is a failure as a GM, and he should be fired. Basically, all. But I'm they're saying. not going to. And what's oh, also I know. hilarious it's is the Edmonton ridiculous. media. Edmonton media, not saying a word bad thing about the ownership or the the general manager, the leadership team, the coach. They if, just always bootlick. Carry if Edmonton water. was the best team because they had better 
third and fourth line players and a much better defense, um, you would there wouldn't even be a question if McDavid's the best player in the world. <laughs> there would Until be zero Mitchkov steps into the league in two or three years. <laughs> Until then. <laughs> yes, maybe. Or Bedard. Maybe. Mitchkov. Isn't there another guy in that draft that they've talked about that barely gets talked about, but he's also sick? I don't think uh, he's as good as these guys. Yeah, he, he's not Bedard or, uh, or Mitchkov. But I, in other years, he'd be like undisputed number one. Yeah, he'd be at the top. Yeah. Or I mean, I don't know who you're talking about, but I'm sure. Behind the like behind if you're behind those two, you would probably be a number one in a lot of other years. Yes. For sure. But those guys hundred percent are one and two. Mitchkov is probably better than Bedard, honestly, but he's in Russia, so he will go number two. Most likely. Most likely. Okay. We shall okay. leave on to soccer. Luke can tune so, out now. Wait, wait, can playing... we talk about Kadri being oh fifth? My, in, oh my goodness. Uh, no one cares. Great. Congratulations. What? How to is him. that not yeah, something? Representation, diversity, <laughs> inclusion, equity. <laughs> Eric's, Kadri... real, Eric's really happy. Kadri is number five in scoring, and Stamkos is number six. How is this not a bigger story? Explain okay. Congr- that's great. A lot of teams haven't played a game in a month. <laughs> Doesn't so... matter. Yeah. Kadri's having a great year. That's how uh, we can end the Ka- conversation. Kadri has only played 26 games and he's fifth. What about that Hubie? means he'd actually be fourth if he just played as many games as John Huberto. Jonathan Huberto. Which means he'd be behind only McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Ovechkin and scoring. How is the can we like how how is it not even a conversation about like the Taveras trade, or they, you know, I feel like there should be some bigger dialogue there. Taveras, Taveras, Taveras is have or not the Taveras signing versus Kadri for Barry trade thing, right? Like, sure. would, like would Taveras Kadri is having a this? good year. Kadri would never. Points. No, there's no way Kadri had no opportunity to do that here. Yeah, he wouldn't. But would would it have almost been better to have Kadri versus Taveras? Like, I don't after, think so. at this point, it's almost arguable that. <laughs> it it's close enough. Okay, okay, that's great. Of environment is good. That's great. He also got suspended twice in the playoffs. That cost definitely cost the Leafs the playoff. <laughs> so, it's okay. Yeah, he congratulations had to, to him. He had to go. And yet Tavares joined, and nothing has happened in the playoffs anyways. So blame Mitch, Mitchell Marner. <laughs> and because of that Florida team that Ty was talking about, it might not happen. It's definitely it's not happening this year again. It's inevitable, man. This is ridiculous. Time for some divisional realignment or one versus eight, please. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. You're but so I, honestly, it does create rivalries. So hey, Gary. What Batman. rivalries? I don't know. Yeah, Leafs and Florida Panthers is not a rivalry. <laughs> the Leafs but Tampa, even the Tampa versus Florida March. last year. Tampa versus Florida last year was sick. You can't deny it. That's true. Yeah, but that was, that was wild. Yeah. It whatever. It does create it, good matchups throughout the playoffs. And throughout the season, the next season, that bad blood between Tampa and Florida still remains. I mean, they still doesn't really matter. It doesn't bring any revenue in because the, there's like three people in the Florida stands. But I mean, you know, I mean, they have probably have more people than true. Uh, they have more people at their games right now than the Leafs do. That's correct. They've always had social distancing at the Florida arena. <laughs> it's actually my cousin sent me a Snapchat from that game, the Calgary 
Panthers game, and it was like, oh, it was just like, oh my god, <laughs> stands. They're doing so well. Stands still empty. All right, I'm going to mute. Go talk soccer. All right, big news out of Toronto and Italy. Lorenzo Insigne. I I, I probably butchered that one. That, that wasn't even close, I don't think. It is. I don't know how to say it, but Insignia. that wasn't. Yeah, it's. It's Insignia, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. I'm pre- pretty certain. Appreciate sure. it. We know who it is. Big signing in TFC, in the MLS world, actually. This is con- in the yeah, soccer this, world. This is concerning for the NHL. Like, I, I, if I I'm the NHL. For, for more so for like European soccer. But anyway. But. It, Eric's been talking about this for a long time, right? Like how the MLS is coming up on the NHL. And it's not just coming up, it's surpassing the NHL and viewers and following. And yeah, so I, I posted this yesterday and let me pull it up. The viewership has narrowed drastically. Yes. All right. So this is for last year because you have a full data set from last year. MLS had 276,000 viewer average. And the NHL had 391,000 viewer average. That that difference has shrunk a lot. And it'll and, continue and, to shrink with stuff like Insigne joining TFC, for sure. Yes, exactly. A, a prime level, elite level soccer player. Like you're used to seeing players come to the MLS for like their retirement party, yeah, right? Like they're 35 exactly. years old. But they still want to get this. paid, so they come here. Huge marketing opportunity. I mean, he's he's older. He's just turned thirty. Yep, he's just turned thirty, basically. In so, June. That is huge to get a player mm-hmm. who can still play. He instantly had, becomes yeah. the MLS's best player, highest paid player. Yeah, he had fourteen goals last year in Serie A, which is good. Like that. That's very good. Yeah, his very, FIFA ranking good. is like 88, right? <laughs> if, yeah. if you want to compare, like looking at how good of a player, it's not. It's not like he's like the best player in the world. He's probably yeah. somewhere in like the top 50, top 60-ish range, right? It's not like Ronaldo or Messi or like you know, as Eden Hazard is suddenly joining the MLS, but it's still a big, because big signing. Who would have seen this coming? Like he played in. It's in. He's playing in Napoli right now, right? And even if his contract was coming up, you'd think he'd go to another Italian team or another European team. But to come to North America is like so out of the out of. Is it Napoli? He plays for his hometown city. Yeah, Napoli. Right? And he was Napoli. hoping for. Yeah, he's their captain. And Napoli's right, a good team too. Yeah. He's a starting forward on Napoli, and Napoli's always been a very like not an amazing team, but a very good. But team. he's making what three times the money or twice the money. He... In Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what his salary was. He's making 11.5 million euros in TFC right now. Yeah, which again is crazy because you look at, he makes more than 13 other MLS teams' salary combined, which is 20 like 20 million US, right? Like looking at the comparison. He's he's over half of TFC's salary as well. Or he's a little bit under half. So like when Giovinco came to, to, to Toronto, that was a, that was, he was he wasn't even like a starter on uh where did he come from? He came from Ju- Juventus I think yeah Juventus yeah he was like on their bench and everyone was like this is a huge signing 
mm-hmm. and he was the Toronto FC best player ever. Yep. Eric, this is literally a short king that I support because I've been I went to so many TFC games. The short. He's shorter the, than me. He's five foot two. Like he he was a literal midget. Soccer. So soccer short. is a better sport for short people. And but like his free kicks though, like anytime he was taking a free kick, you're like it's going in easy. Like how tall yeah. is Messi? Isn't Messi like Messi's Every, like five seven, five eight? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Messi's five seven, I think. But like the, he is tiny. King sport. I'm not gonna lie. Like he, he is literally Messi tiny. powers over Giovanco. Yeah. <laughs> every uh, the thing about Giovanco was every TFC game I ever went, he scored a free kick. Yeah, exactly. Every every game I've gone TFC game, and I think I went to three or four. Every single one of those games, he scored a free kick goal. And he, he made it look like, easy awesome. too. <laughs> like, yeah, that's he not does. an easy thing to fucking do. And I know that, and that's the thing. Like people, like hockey people, I guarantee you, they look at that and they go like, "Oh, like whatever." Right. It is not easy to do that against no. a six foot five goalkeeper over a wall, ten feet away. Like, like that that TFC team that won the championship was like ridiculously good. And the TFC, I don't know if you watched that uh, that run they had. I think it was 2018, 2019, the CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah. Where they went all the way to the finals. Like, that was, that was like, unreal to watch. Taking on those Mexican teams, man. Like, they went to penalties in the finals, which is crazy. The yeah, MLS is just going to keep getting, like, more and more of these guys. The, oh, they have to at this point. Like, LA is looking at this and, like, well, we can't get overshadowed by Toronto. Like, the big money teams are, like... We, we, well, you look at like who came like David Beckham. I think was like the first big one, but he yeah. was also like thirty eight. Yeah, he was. Yeah, super uh, old. Beckham started it. Who who came? It was David David Villa, I think. Villa came, came to Toronto. Uh, not Toronto, New York. Rooney's come. Zlatan came to Rooney came for a little bit. Donovan Zlatan went came. to. TRE, David Villa. Bradley came. Even Bradley. Well, was well a I mean, like these, they, they were all on TFC. Like they, all these guys came. Drogba came. Drogba came, yeah, but but this is like Henry. the first one who came, who was like a legitimate, yes, in his player. prime, in his prime player. Yeah. yeah, he's just exiting his prime, just but exiting like his prime. But all these other guys were out of their prime. Like yeah, like very were. out of their prime. <laughs> yes. Like when David Villa and Thierry and Zanimi Ibrahimovic, Drogba, all of those guys came, they were like three, four years out of but their prime. But that was has gotten good enough that these guys can't come out of their prime and make it look like they're sick still, which is yeah. what they kind of tried to do. 100%. They can't do and that is, anymore. And the MLS improving is clearly helping Canada too. Like it's, Team Canada, oh man, for sure they're making the World Alfonso Cup. This year. I went to the game, dude. The, dude. Imagine Canada in the World Cup, first it's time in our man. lifetime. Eric, you're gonna go to the game on? They're playing USA at the end of the month in Hamilton. I heard that it's Are sold you going? out. No, oh, it's sold out. Of course, it's I would have gone, but it's sold out. I think it'll probably they'll probably close it to spectators anyway. My friend Tony, but, he's he has tickets. So I went to the one against uh, Panama, and they had in Toronto. The I think that was in uh, October. They won like four one. That was insane. And then in Edmonton beating Mexico, huge. That mm. that was actually the most the craziest game ever because it was like minus forty in yeah. Edmonton. It snowed like twenty centimeters of snow. And they the Mexico just came from Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People say soccer's off, but like the one thing that you don't have to do in the NHL very often is play in like bad weather. 
at, as in like unless it's an outdoor game. Yeah, like, like Minnesota this weekend was like minus twenty, but yeah. like they're yeah. they're more used to it than the Mexican national football team would be, right? <laughs> Soccer and, looks off because people flail a lot around. Yeah, no, that to, aspect of it, a hundred percent. But like even in like shit. England, like England and stuff, they play throughout oh, all winter. Yeah, it's but fun. it's like, like two it's degrees. Not, it's like huh? two but degrees. It's like, rainy as hell like it's just mud like <laughs> it's a slog it's, no but it's not not it, i think ties over exaggerating it's not like just two degrees like there's a lot of times they're playing in snow yeah very often especially in stone like it, it's just, not it's easy. like rain. playing at like minus five minus seven degrees snow wind all that shit not easy to do no, not easy to do at all. It's so, awful playing in the cold, man. Like your yeah. feet get cold. Like those cleats aren't designed for cold; they're designed for warm. Yeah. warm. And the, and, and the ball gets harder too. Ball and when you kick it, it fucking hurts. When it hits get you, hit, it fucking hurts. Get hit by it, it oof. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is a fun time for soccer. A horrible time for the for the NHL, man. Like this horrible is bad. Time. No, it's a horrible time. It's actually pathetic for for Syria. It's it's kind of sad that they didn't. Serie A has been a fading league now yeah. for years. Like ever since, Ronaldo, but they lost him. And all the European, like I don't know if you you follow any of like the soccer um, news guys, like. Uh, but we um, also don't care about Serie A. We care about the NHL. No. But we, <laughs> but also like, but it's it, I know the NHL. I, I it's been no. I think it's been projected for the longest time that MLS will eventually pass the NHL to be like a big, big five essentially sports league right yes it's becoming more legit and as whether luke likes it or not soccer is an exciting sport coming more um, legit it's like inevitable like it's not like it's man, undoubtable. man like there's nothing that gets me more excited even even like though my country is not in it than watching the world cup like all day yeah it is it is the event like i, I love the euros the this summer man i love the olympics but the world cup is is it? Euros was awesome. Even Euros, World like just awesome. all day, just watching soccer for countries that I have zero idea, no allegiance to, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still watching. Now the World Cup is different. You, there's nothing like the World Cup. There's nothing. Like, like the, you're right. Bill, billion plus people watching. Like it, hopefully, it, it's yeah. next level. So Eric, you want to go to Qatar if uh, Canada makes it? November. I'd rather plan a trip. Die. <laughs> <laughs> But actually, I I I'd kind of be down. I'm not gonna lie. Won't it be this really hot there? Like it's gonna be hot. You also, I don't think I think alcohol is banned there in Qatar. Dude, um, the, I'm so <laughs> mad. Like this is gonna be in a whole nother fucking tangent. But I'm so mad that the World Cup ended up in Qatar. Like it was just the worst possible situation for everything because the World Cup always happens in the summer for a reason, which is all the leagues are on break and you can just go. Right now, they have to stop every single season to go in the middle of winter, and then like it doesn't. F- World Cup in the winter just doesn't feel right. Your summer days where you have it will feel it will yeah, feel it right. Doesn't feel right. It's winter, just, it's just wrong. Like you you have to be outside with a beer. It, it, it wings though, and fucking. It will be better because you're what you don't want to sometimes watch the World Cup because it's a nice day outside and it's like, I feel bad. No, that's never like, happened. No, no, no. You I, go I outside know. and yeah. watch. <laughs> and then you party in the streets with the random freaking Egyptians and Iranians. Man, a team won when a, Italy a won, <laughs> they were so much, like yeah. the Italians and Kingston were so pumped. 
they were they were you should flying just go around to Woodbridge the road. and see what happened. Yeah, go to go to Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh man, I I don't know. Anyways, I I just I hate that it's it's so corrupt. Like that's yeah, that's how the many people died making these stadiums. I think is yeah the yeah, like, human rights issue. Like hundreds, like hundreds of people dying. And like literally, if you're standing, and the, the people fan, making the, the, the buildings are literally almost slaves. Like they're not actually slaves, but they're like migrated Indian and Bangladesh workers and stuff, and they all like have zero rights, and they get kept in these like camps and all this shit. Like it's not a good look at all. Anyway. I think that's and it. And then they're they're all abandoned stadiums Listen, after. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's the. And that's that, why, and like, that, it, that's it, the same with the Olympics. And that's the same with too. the Olympics. Yeah. yeah, they always it always happens. The Brazil, like all those stadiums, like, they're rotting away. Useless. Yeah, and Brazil loves soccer, but like they can't fill out sixty thousand people stadiums. Well, that's why I think like when when the World Cup or Euros are in Europe, like that's why they they already have these stadiums in place that are used for. Yeah. No. No, Even in North there. America, it would be easier-ish because the football stadiums and yeah, exactly. everything else can be turned into soccer stadiums. But, like, it, it, yeah. Well, Eric, don't worry. If we don't go in 2022, we'll be there in 2026 because it's being hosted in North America then. So we'll be good. And Canada That's will true. be in it and no can, matter what. And, and a lot of Canada's players will be in their prime yeah. at that time too. So. Alfonso Davies is my last tangent, and then I think I got to go because I got to go eat dinner. But uh, Alfonso Davies incredible player at incredible. 21 years old jonathan mm-hmm. david okay here's a here's a crazy stat okay for canada soccer jonathan david i think has played now around 20 games for uh canada's men national i'm gonna fact check mm-hmm. this jonathan david men's national team he, firstly he's leading like all of europe in scoring right if you take a look at all the leagues right he's kind of leading uh for Lille in League One, won the league last year, by the way, over PSG. Just want to throw that out there. Led by Jonathan David, um, 21 years old, has played a total of 24 games for the Canadian Canada men national team, has scored 18 goals, which is very Jesus. close to the record already set by yeah. Dwayne De Rosario. Oh, I, I remember. He's like their leading there, yeah. scorer of like. You think he has like 20 goals, something around there. So in 24 games, as a 21-year-old, Jonathan David is almost caught up to him. No, our, the the <laughs> youth coming out of Canada is insane right now. Like, this is the best generation of Canadian soccer players in history. And like they've sure. they've shot up the rankings. Like they were in this like last this time last year they were in the 70s. They're ranked 40 now. And uh, you know. They're up there with. I mean, they they what beat they've Mexico. done is pretty incredible. They they the... they beat Mexico and they also tied Mexico in Mexico, which yep. has never happened. Like yep. I think in like the history of Mexico's like World Cup qualifying, they've only ever they like they've only ever tied like two or three times. You said Dwayne De Rosario's first, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I remember because he played on TFC for a few. Yeah, years. yeah, he did. I remember that. And he was like the Canadian guy, and now you're looking at this like he's, he's from Scarborough. Yeah, yeah. And now you Canada, have... Canada's had like a like obviously a renaissance period in soccer. Like these are players who are playing for legitimate teams. Yeah, PSG, right? Bayern Munich. Like the, these are elite teams with the like guys are playing with not PSG, Messi, Neymar, yep. and against Messi and Neymar, Jonathan yes. David is. Yeah. And. Davies, Davies is with a star Bayern on Munich. Bayern Munich, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. 
Anyways, anyway. that's it. Luke, and that's because of the podcast. MLS. That's a big well, thanks to yeah, they the started in the MLS. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of those players were in MLS development systems too. I saw Hot. Davies on Vancouver. Yeah, in Tor- I saw exactly. him exactly. when he was in Toronto. Exactly. Anyway, Luke, end it off. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.